Roger That is intended for a mature audience. The show discusses adult themes, controversial topics and sexually explicit content. This show is not intended for women that are nursing, people without a sense of humour or anyone with a weak constitution or that owns cats. You've been forewarned. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Roger That, featuring your co-host, Gorgo, and... Roger, hey guys, glad to see you again. We are so glad you guys are still tuning in to us on this 11th episode of Roger Damn. That. The big 11. Is this the lucky <laughs> one? 11 is the lucky number, right? Uh, sure. Is it? No? I don't think so. I would type, but I'm not about to type while I talk. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so, Roger, what has been going on with you? Uh, Nothing much. Just the uh, work over here. It's been uh, kind of shitty weather here in Houston, so most of the time I've been, been in. But just marathon training more, trying to at least go into the gym less, running more. So, uh, hating life. No, I love running now, but... Before, it's definitely not not uh, enjoyable, but now it's at least tolerable. What about you? Uh, not much here. I feel like I kind of like hit my breaking point at work. Just, oh. Well, yeah, we- just because like I've been working so much and then the people that I mentioned the last episode, it's just, it was just a lot. So I was glad Friday I didn't have to go into work and today I don't have to go mm-hmm. to work and then tomorrow I don't have to go to work. So I'm just excited to just like be in chill mode for the yeah. weekend. Other than that, I actually uh, so I had surgery uh, last month, mm-hmm. and I was finally cleared to work out. So I went to the gym yesterday for the first time, and I saw that I saw that on your Snapchat. You had a big a big. Do you go to twenty four? What, what is your what is your poison when it comes uh, to gym? L A Fitness? L A Fitness. Yeah, you seem like an L A Fitness person because <laughs> you want to socialize more than you want to work out. So. I was gonna say it's because I'm bougie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. I, hey, I had a twenty. I had twenty four in LA, and I never did like I never did. Uh, was that Blast Fitness? But I really want to. They have pizza there. Fuck yeah. Wait. Oh Planet no, Planet Fitness? Fitness. There you go, Planet Fitness. Sorry. So I, there, I so. yeah, so I actually uh, used to belong to Planet Fitness. What, what was it like in there? Tell me ago. about it. There were like rows, rows and rows and rows of uh, treadmills. <laughs> oh man, what about the free weight? What is this free weight situation looking like? Good. I good. think it went up to like fifty or sixty pounds. Why is it like that's what you start with? Like, why would that be the heaviest? I hate those gyms. Damn it. <laughs> the gym in my office is the same way. It goes up to fifties. So like when I go in there, I'm like, well, I guess I gotta go light today, you know? So, but whatever. Oh man. Okay, so. Getting into the news. So, our last, God, what is it, like three or four episodes, we have not mm-hmm. covered any news. So, we've missed quite a bit. So, this episode is a little bit of a roundup of what we've missed slash what's still an issue that's going on. So, I have a couple of topics that we want to cover. We can't cover everything, obviously, because a lot has gone on. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think these topics are, are good. Except the one that you said that was gay. <laughs> <laughs> the one about a little puppy? Like, <laughs> you never read that book? Like your parents no. didn't read that to you? Oh, that's a story? Okay, well then let's start with that. You know, let's talk about that little puppy. Turns <laughs> how old? 75. Oh my God. 
Hulky little puppy. I'm gonna have to look that up. I've never I thought heard of that. that. Everyone in America has read The Pokey Little Puppy. Can you give me like a breakdown of that? Like, you know, what was the resolution out there all that? I'm guessing that was an issue. I don't really remember what it was about, but it was one of those books that was part of the little golden book classic collection. Mm. Those little skinny books. Oh, yeah, yeah. That had the like the gold bindings in the back. Those were yeah, the, oh yeah, yeah, those were the best. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so you probably read it. You just don't remember it. Like I don't. I just like remember that name, but yeah. I don't remember what the story was about. But yeah, there was a bunch of those collections. Like there was like the little hint. Like that one was probably like an obscure one that I didn't like know. But I had like all <laughs> the like the big hitters, right? Like the big muffo was like the little red hen. Old McDonald had a farm. And like there was like a Thomas the Tank knockoff and like a Ugly Ducking. Basically, yeah, I remember that now that we. Good night, little bear. Yep, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. 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 yeah okay. Oh wow. Well, so seventy-five. Oh man. God, that's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is. I mean, it doesn't make me feel old, but you know, like when you're a kid and you're reading these books, like you don't think that they've been around forever because it just seems like something new and novel to you, and then yeah, here we are, and it's. 75 but that's great that not i mean you can share i mean those kind of those kind of like lore that kind of like those kind of like nursery rhymes and and stories they can get passed on generation and then you you can experience it again with your kid right or your kid's kid if you live kid's kid's kid you know those kind of stories they're always gonna come back around with the new generation right like 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 beauty and the beast and all that like these kids are like first seeing it some of them with hermione lucky them motherfuckers (laughs) they're seeing it with first hermione like fucking a bull you know like that's yeah. their introduction to it, and that's great because a parent can also have that flashback. Like, oh, I remember when I first heard the story about that girl fucking that animal. Like, you know? <laughs> it's a good, wholesome family story. Oh, yes, because bestiality is so wholesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> I think I'm good, but... Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, I don't know about all that. <laughs> all right, so... Oh, well, that's the first thing. We got that done. Uh, Go us. Boom. All right, so one of the big things that happened while we were on our little um, hiatus, mm-hmm. the White House blocking media. So I don't know how you feel about that because I work in media. Ooh. So like for me, that's like almost like a slap in the face. You know, like our highest held position in the nation has blocked the media from a press conference like it just doesn't seem right and it seems like it sets a dangerous precedent for them to bring back censorship or all of the acts that they used to have um back around like cold war times Mm -hmm. um i'm trying to think i think there was maybe like the sedition act and i think there was maybe like a censorship act too where the press wasn't allowed to talk about certain things or you know like they would be punished or they weren't allowed to let the public know what was going on and so from all of that you know now we have the free press where basically you know people have a right to know what's going on and it's the press's job to inform the masses so for me I didn't really I didn't like it, but at the same time, when I was reading, I realized that 
they'd also create a media pool and i don't Mm. know if anybody knows what that is but it's basically they select a few different people from the media to come in and get the story or get the information and then they come out and share it with everyone else and that's not necessarily in and of itself different than what other presidential uh, well presidents have done in the past right i mean that's not unheard of for them to do that right I don't necessarily know that it's unheard of, but I, the more conservative ones were allowed, and then the more liberal ones were the ones who were, were banned, who couldn't go in. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where a lot of people had the issue. Like, you can't pick and choose your favorites. Like, in your mind, yes, you can, but you're supposed to see the media as a whole as equals. Yeah. Like, even though, obviously, you know, some of them have a certain slant to their stories, um, but you're supposed to treat them equally. And so, like, for that, I think it was just, it was a big deal. And to go along with that, like, his whole rhetoric of, like, the media is lying and, you know, you're not supposed to trust them and, you know, trust him because he is, I don't want to say holier than thou, but, you know, like, he's, like, the beacon of truth. And so, like, (laughs) so you have this, this person who says this and who basically incites a distrust of the media and then you are banning the media specifically those that you have talked badly about Mm -hmm. it just kind of you know it kind of it just sets the stage and it it kind of creates this vision for people who may be unaware or people who may not be as well informed Mm -hmm. that like oh he he's probably banning them because they're liars so i'm not gonna listen to them so i'm not gonna trust them and then like that craziness just it can grow so obviously we have like the division of mainly you know like cnn fox you know your liberals and your conservative but i can see that like growing from just those two separate um sections to a complete distrust of all media and then like only listening to the president as like your source of information i can just see it spiraling out of control that's how my mind well that well that's what he did it for he did it to kind of be the authoritative figure in or or like pivot himself against them like saying that they're not one maybe not as qualified but yeah that they are they're perpetuating their own agenda making kind of fake news but that's kind of a, a reaction uh on his part on donald's part to you know the rest of the media calling his news fake so it's kind of like a you know i'm not fake you're fake kind of thing he's attacking them you know he's being offensive with it you know selectively and i think like to your point some of the people or some of the news outlets that were kept in were you know more um i guess liberal less conservative news outlets it was cnn right which of course they're going to get kicked out new york times uh los angeles times politico which is weird right i mean buzzfeed bbc guardian i think those were the ones that sp- they specifically mentioned in there that were excluded from being in the in the meeting but those are also some of the some of the um news outlets that were more critical and more attacking of him early in his election and also when he was still you know uh running for office you know so th- i think maybe it was also a reaction to you know him coming and attacking them for attacking him for so long you know but that's kind of what's scary about about Trump is, you know, what he kind of he and I think that this wasn't this this was something that's similar to when he, you know, tried to quote unquote call President Obama for wiretapping him. Like if if things go bad, he finds someone to else to attack. He wants to deflect and re, and, and, and redirect blame or stories because his 
his uh, his internal crew, you know, everything about his organization is just generating headlines that he needs to throw headlines out there also to kind of counteract the the headlines going against him, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that that totally makes sense. And I am I am somewhat a fan of, you know, like mm-hmm. telling your own story or yeah. shaping your own story. So if there are things out there about you that you feel are unfair or untrue then putting I guess like your truths out there. Yeah. Like I understand that mindset, but at the same time I'm like, you're the president of the United States. I don't know that this is necessarily appropriate God, for you to be doing this. God, he, he is wildly inappropriate. But that's the platform that he ran on. So that's why we shouldn't be so like I guess uh surprised by what he's doing he ran on a platform of doing and saying shit that he wanted to do so it was it, it would behoove us to think or to understand that when he was in the office he's gonna be still tweeting saying some crazy shit <laughs> having twitter wars with motherfuckers leaders of other nations like this is I our know. president what pisses what pissed me off so much was when it, he kind of in the same kind of breath of tweets he tweeted out that obama was wiretapping him where's the facts on that i'm still waiting for that shit and then he attacked he attacked Arnold. You don't do that. Oh, you talk I shit heard about him. That. If you have time, that much time to be able to tweet that much, you know, then you're not doing your job. You know, even when I go to work, me and I don't. I'm not the president of the United States. I turn off my social media. I try to get off as much as possible because I have a job to do. I feel like if his job should be more time consuming, but he has a bunch of time to tweet about like Arnold and shit, like that have nothing to do with nothing. So the the thing that made me like take pause on his whole uh, Twitter beef with yeah. Arnold was the fact that he was saying that um, his show or not his show, um, The Apprentice mm-hmm. had the lowest ratings. Yeah. With Arnold there, but like they did some fact checking, and actually the season before it had the lowest ratings for the entire series. Yeah. And I was like, you can't, you. <laughs> You can't put out half truths. Like, yes, the ratings are pretty low, especially compared to, like, from the beginning. But it just could be because, one, people don't like you and they think it's your show, you mm-hmm. know, and they don't want to be associated with it. And, two, like, that show has been around for, what, like, 16 seasons? Like, it's probably time to hang it up anyways, you know? Like, <laughs> I would have to, like, look at our chart, but I'm pretty sure the ratings were, like, slowly going downhill, um, I don't know why that show had ratings in the first place. Like, wh- I, wh- I honestly, wh- I've only seen like one episode. I've so never I- seen an episode, but at the same time, like, I know that he had like those cat, like you're fired, you know, those catchphrases and shit, you mm-hmm. know, all those, all that dumb crap. But I mean, you know, it's it's Trump. You know, he's gonna he's gonna do shit like that because he can. Like, well, what you gonna do? Speaking exactly. of, you know, Trump doing stuff, uh, the repeal of Obamacare. Mm. It's been a highly contested issue lately so what well i guess like what are your initial thoughts on obamacare and how do you feel about the repeal of obamacare uh really when obamacare first came out i mean i wasn't really i didn't really care one way or the other because it really didn't affect me as much i mean being a veteran you have you know va benefits and you know always had a job that provided a certain a set of health care but i mean for me, it didn't affect me as much, so I wasn't really as, I guess, involved in or, or abreast of like kind of what, what what all it entailed in the beginning. So the the rebranding or the the resubmission, we'll see how that one goes as well. But I think that um, I think that it should be states. You know, it should be state run kind of 
uh, healthcare market, and and I'm all for something. I mean, I understand that people need help, and that you know, uh, universal healthcare or healthcare universally should be acceptable, or acceptable, affordable for all people. I firmly believe that. Um, but the best way to do it, I mean, everyone's gonna have their own ideas, interpretations of that, I guess. So, do you think healthcare is like a basic human right, or? Or like a privilege. I think that's a privilege. We have a lot of basic human rights, but I no. At the same time, the access to affordable healthcare is probably it's not something. I think that for Americans, it's something that we expect. But in a lot of a lot of places, it's not a human right, you know, or you know, necessity. Yeah, and I think that's probably where, um, as Americans, like we kind of lose sight of how exactly. well we have it. First world problems. Because, <laughs> first world problems. I have too much that. access to healthcare. Uh, I need to have healthcare. <laughs> like. Motherfucker, I'm like a lion's gonna eat me tomorrow. Like that's my I issue. Know, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's where a lot of people kinda like miss I personally don't think it's a right, I think it's a privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you know, you should have access to it. How you pay for it, you know. Yeah, exactly. Kinda you know, like I uh, this is gonna sound so horrible, but like I personally don't want to pay more money just so you can have your health care paid for because then that's taking away more privileges that I get to use my money. You know, so yeah. it's like if I don't know, I I kind of feel like a shitty person saying that. Like I want to help people and I do donate to charity, but I don't I don't want to be forced to pay even though technically i am like i pay into social security and you know all my taxes go to things that i haven't agreed to yeah but an additional cost it's just i'm just like oh fuck i get taxed as it is yeah and i always owe taxes so it's just like it's annoying but anyways that's getting away from the point yeah no no, i definitely understand (laughs) that yeah oh for sure and i think that i mean it the right to choose, you know, if anything, not not the necessity to have it, but the right to choose if you want to opt into that or not. And that was the biggest one of the biggest parts of the Affordable Care Act that I didn't like because that made me go in and have to be seen by a doctor and all that shit. I don't like that. So, like, I was like, "Fuck, I don't want to get taxed again for not having healthcare," even though I <laughs> I could have easily had access to it. I was like, "Well, well," but then again, it did it did motivate me to actually get like a health screening and shit, you know. So I was like, "No, I don't want to know. Like, I don't want to know if I have like high blood pressure, or cholesterol. Leave me alone." Yeah, I mean, I can definitely see the benefits of making everyone have some type of healthcare insurance because yeah. you know, if you have it and you're paying for it, then it increases the likelihood that you'll use it. And then if you use it, just like you said, like you will learn more about your health and you'll find out if something's going on and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you can stop something before it becomes an issue. So it makes sense because it has not necessarily, not immediate, but maybe like long-term effects of like making Americans healthy overall. But I think a lot of people are like, oh, you're forcing me to do this? Oh, the government's saying I have to do this? Mm-hmm. Like. I don't think so. You know? and, and, then, and then already, and then already, it's just that stigma associated. If people that are like anti-government, you know, or you know, they're just like, right. oh, or or anti-federal government, you know, they're just like, well, fuck that, you know. Even if it was a good idea, but that would work both <laughs> ways, you know. There's gonna be a lot of a lot of liberals hating on the the new healthcare bill when it comes out just because it's not theirs, you know. I think there's a lot of that going on, 
but still at the same time i think i think the basis of it was like steeped in you know that that would be nice for everybody but what's what's good for one side of the country isn't good for the other that's why i say like as like maybe a general reform it, or it, it could have been something that like hey follow these guidelines for the states the states hey you run your your healthcare system there because it's going to be different it's people are cities are different so of course states states are going to be different states are going to be different than you know an entire country so let's let's do it to the lowest common denominator and push it from there you know yeah, um, I'd agree with that. And I think uh, a lot of things should be state-run mm-hmm. and just, you know, get the get the federal government out. Mm. Um, but the one thing that I wish <laughs> that they would, like, change, and this is only because this, this happened to me, mm-hmm. so, like, I have firsthand uh, knowledge about it, but I was in San Antonio a few years ago, mm-hmm. and I possibly got roofied, or maybe I just drank too much not really sure what happened, but I ended up passing out. Uh, they called an ambulance, and then the ambulance took me to the hospital. So, I have insurance, but the hospital, I believe, wasn't in network, so I got charged. And the fucking ambulance bill was like $1,300. So, I was like, this makes no fucking sense. That's what they need to fucking look into yeah. and reform. Because, like... A freaking ambulance ride should not cost you thirteen hundred plus dollars, and oh, and I, I was gonna say like I don't know if it's like I think it's per city or something. I read something about it a long time ago. I think like the city maybe sets the rates or something because they get something from it. I don't know, but I told my friend I was like, next time I'm dying. I was like, if you can't take me or call a taxi, I was like, just let me fucking die. I'm not paying that yeah. money again. Yeah, get, get an Uber and just put like, like, emer- like call A, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> get here quick. Hurry, it's an emergency. <laughs> that would be the shit. I mean, Uber has the right. I was talking to Uber driver not so long ago. I love having Uber conversations. They're the best sometimes. Sometimes they suck, but sometimes you'll find some gems in there. So I was talking to a guy. And he was like, yeah, you have the right to, as an Uber driver, to, if you see somebody that's shady, you'll just, like, you'll, he'll just keep on going and, like, cancel the, cancel the charge. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I won't stop. You know, like, if they're a shady person, I'll just keep on going. So that would be the same thing. Like, if they see you getting in a car and, like, you're, like, having to carry someone, they'll probably just keep on going. You're fucked anyways. <laughs> like, no, nah, I don't want any part of that. <laughs> yeah. But I wonder in that situation, like, let's say you're, let's say, God forbid, someone's having, like, a really serious medical condition. And I jump in my, I'm like, let's go, bro. Jump in my car, I put my hazards on. Will I get arrested for that? You know, like, at some point, a cop's going to pull me over, right? At some point, before I get to there, a cop's going to see me and fuck with me, right? And then mm-hmm. at that point, am I in trouble? Or is he going to help me? Or, like, do I get exempt from that? Because I'm not going to get a ticket for you, Jess. I'm sorry. Like I'm gonna observe all <laughs> time. I'm gonna observe all laws. I'm gonna go at the posted speed limit. I'm gonna put my blinkers on and I'm not gonna pass any lights. You know, I'm not getting a ticket for you. Um, I'm not sure if it's actually a law, but there is like a Good Samaritan clause uh-huh. that protects people who are like trying to help uh, someone who needs it mm-hmm. if something goes wrong or you know if you get pulled over. I uh, got you. Okay. Um, yeah. So there's. I don't know if it's like a law in itself or if it's like a clause of another law. So you you have that to fall back on. Yeah. Um, but I man, I read this one meme and it said it was talking about it was basically talking about like how expensive ambulances are. Yeah. But like there was this one line at the end. I'm gonna totally butcher it. But it was like 
imagine living in a world where you have to carry a card that says, please do not help me, please do not call an ambulance because I cannot afford <laughs> to be saved. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh shit. <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, I get it because that $1,300 hurt me to my core. <laughs> yeah, but then, it, but then like the alternative is you might die. So I think, <laughs> I think like $1,300 and me not die I mean, there's like a trade-off there, you know, like there's a monetary a mon- a cap, maybe a cap you can put, but then again, you won't know the prices. Like, hey, like don't really, don't resuscitate, you know, if it's yeah. going to be, if it's going to be more than this amount of money. The doctor looks at it, oh, okay, well, he's dead. Let's get his organs. <laughs> Fuck it. I actually just registered as an organ donor for my last, uh, said, yeah, but I'm totally concerned that like, if it comes to it, they're just going to be like, no, he's an organ donor. Just let him pass, you know? He was a shitty a lot person of people, anyways. A lot of people say that. I don't know how true it is. I don't know, like, I don't know. I'm not a fucking doctor. I think, well, okay, so as a doctor, mm-hmm. you have a, and I forget what it's fucking called, but you have this, like, oath to do what you can to save Hippocrat- the Hippocratic, hi- hi- yeah, the Yeah, yeah, and I think they have to, like, recite it before, like, they actually yeah. can become an empty okay so how many oaths I mean, have you broken i don't, I don't <laughs> you know like it's just an oath like no one's watching you <laughs> like i'll break that shit no one will know well you know so i shouldn't be a doctor yeah 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 i, I see your you point. mean i gotta but cross the street the same, to save his life nah i'm good man <laughs> i'm just chill over here finish my sandwich i guess like for me like i would like to believe that when people take oaths that they take it seriously, mm-hmm. you know. You can take it seriously, but then you can also break it, you know, and ser- <laughs> and seriously feel bad about breaking it. I think. Like for two days, and then you go snort some cocaine, and then and you're good. And then you're, and then you're good to do heart surgery. That's how. <laughs> have you seen Doctor Strange? The Marvel movie is actually really good. Uh, oh, it, you know, I haven't seen it. Oh, he was like a super good surgeon. I don't ruin it for you, but I'd watch it with you because I actually watched it. Watched it with my roommate next, and then I wanted to watch it with one of my good friends, but then no one wants to watch it again. Aww. Yeah, it's a good movie though. But anyways, how do we get on that tangent? Healthcare? I don't know. <laughs> Shit, that's that is impressive. I started complaining about money. Yeah. And it just went. Fuck. God, I'm a horrible person. Yeah, both of us, I guess. Okay, well, to sum all that up, I, I think we both look forward to seeing like what the reform of healthcare will be. I think even more so because Republicans, like in, in interviews, like they all like contradict what the other person, other Republican says that the, the facts are from the bill. So I think that even with them, the people creating the bill that are supposed to be talking don't really understand exactly what it is. So it's going to be another shit show, just like the travel ban, two plural. <laughs> you know, like he. And, and, but but that's what people wanted when they voted for Trump. They wanted someone to come in that was an outsider, didn't have any any kind of political i guess background clout experience to come in and, and head our head our head the biggest political body in the world so yeah they want someone to come in and shake things well, up well it's shooking it has lived up it is to shooking. it 110% dog have you seen obama he looks like he's having a blast you know like jeans he got rid of the dad jeans now they're a little tighter he looks like he's uh he's actually benjamin buttoning a little bit you know he's getting a little younger <laughs> His salt and pepper is still there, but like his lines are down as much yeah. in his face, and he's just totally like, like caught, like he's wearing a button down, right? But his his top button is, you know, open, so he looks like cooler, you know. He's just a cool guy, man. 
I feel like Obama, him not being the president anymore, mm-hmm. could be almost like a, I forget what it's called. Mm-hmm. I'm losing all my words. But you know, like when you some guy like gets out of prison and mm-hmm. he's free. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like that's what he reminds me of. Like someone who's like been in prison for like a long time, like eight years, and like he's finally free. But in this <laughs> situation, like he's super it. rich and he goes to like his own private yeah. islands and, and like hangs out and looks super cool all the time. Yeah, but pretty much the same <laughs> scenario, I think. But. <laughs> but I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for Michelle to run. You know, in the next election, she's gonna fuck everybody up. You know. Did you hear Oprah said that she didn't say that she was going to run, yeah. but she was. You know, she put the thought in people's head that she could run. Dude, I'd be down with that. I felt like if Oprah ran, I think she would win, cause she has white people, black people, women. Yeah. And men. But, that, <laughs> but, but that's another, I'm telling you, that's another Chicagonian in office. Like, they're going to push the Chicago agenda, you know, like, whatever that is, like, <laughs> gangs and killing and all that shit. Like, where are all these politicians come from Chicago? It's corrupt as shit over there. Everyone's dying. Like, the highest murder capital of the United States and shit. Like, what is it? Like, if someone dies every second or some crazy shit like that, it's not that. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's why I have not been to Chicago. Oh, man. I but I hear, like, is it north or central or I, I can't remember what part of Chicago. It's like really nice, but I'm just oh, like, I don't want to chance it. Yeah, anything I think above, anything like north is is good and like I don't know. I, I I've been to I've been to Chicago only once, but I stayed in the inner in the in like downtown area, so I didn't really like inside of that loop. I can't think I think it's called when it's over there, but I didn't really get to walk around anywhere cool. Yeah, I did. Did you ever get that uh, link I sent you to that podcast? It's a NPR podcast. I think we've talked about it before. Um, basically, it's called Tech News Tonight. And what they do is they talk about, you know, just a bunch of tech news. Um, really cool. I think it's actually a daily or every other day podcast. But uh, one of the latest episodes they had was actually about, uh, there was a few things in there, but one of the big ones that started off was the WikiLeaks leak. And uh, there's a really good, really good uh, Wall Street Journal video um, that gets like three or four minutes kind of explaining the uh, Vault 7 leak. And that's what they're calling the Trove I think it's 8,761 documents uh, that were potentially or supposedly released from WikiLeaks that were from the CIA. Um, and basically, this, this group of, of documents, the first one was called Vault 7. And it's, it's basically telling, it's basically giving an example of how the government or the CIA can actually hack pretty much anything in your house that has, you know, a voice recorder. Uh, capability in there so that's a smartphone that's your tv that's you know alexa or you know uh what's uh you know the apple device you know anything that can be uh kind of turned on and transmitted you know they they have ways or back doors to uh get into it that was one of the one of the uh releases also they had they specifically cited samsung and smart tvs smart tvs in general but they kind of specifically gave of samsung um I think it's any TVs before 2012. And that's kind of what we already know, right? The more information or the bigger your digital avatar, your online avatar, the more you're going to grow. I think, like, the notion that we have, like, any kind of symbionts of uh, security or privacy, this day and age is out of the window, right? Like, we want the benefits of it, but we don't want any of the negativity associated with, you know, ease of purchase, you know, having your credit card or your debit card linked to all these crazy accounts, you know, having your Facebook tied to your LinkedIn, tied to your Instagram, tied to your, you know, Airbnb. These are all ways that 
people can form a digital profile of us and you know and it's it's just it's just going to get even more prevalent with the kind of the internet of things where your house is going to be just interconnected right they have they have refrigerators that have ip addresses that can you know give you it connects to the internet you know you have your dvd player you know your phone your now you have a, a device where you can just ask it questions and it's always listening. Like these are things that are incorporated into our lives that are limiting our privacy. And this is and the, the Vault Seven kind of leak was just kind of giving. Um, and 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 the, the the question that that was big to me is where did this inf information come from? You know, was it, it it was released by WikiLeaks, but somebody actually had to give it to them. So well, you know, was it some kind of some kind of maybe internal person again, like a Snowden type uh, internal, like not hack, but a whistleblower, or was it a government like Russia or, you know, Snowden, Russia via Snowden, you know? Yeah, I, I heard that it was an insider from the CIA that released the information to WikiLeaks. That released it to um, them, yeah. And, and Yeah, that's what I heard. And they're still scratching the surface. Like, uh, I think this broke uh, last or early this week, like Monday or Tuesday. And and that was just the tip of the, the iceberg. I mean, they're, they're, they're just... Now, companies like Google and Facebook and, you know, uh, Apple, they I mean, they have their own people looking at these to kind of try to harden their own internal devices because actually one of the more interesting ones was how they kind of released like a, a blueprint or idea of how the CIA could kind of hack quote-unquote secure uh well they are secure encrypted messaging devices like whatsapp signal telegram these mm -hmm. these these uh, applications that people that tout you know being secure and encrypted and that's true but what but what the cia will then can do is actually the underlying device so if you have an apple your the app the ios which is the, uh, the operating so software that runs your device they, they actually break into that using like zero day bugs and just different kind of uh uh, basically, like zero to big would be like if if no one has patched that specific issue, then uh, no one knows about it. Basically, but the people that are exploiting it and they actually get into your operating system that way. And instead of tracking what the messaging app says, you know, once it's encrypted, they just get it before it goes to the app. So while you're typing it or screenshots of your own device, so those are ways that they can actually get into it. And 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 I think that they really. I mean, I think now people are kind of just mute to this at this point because we already know that the government is doing it or they that they can do it but it's not just governments everyone has this uh you know access as well like other governments they have their own versions and, and uh flavors of this this is just the internal cia documents that were leaked recently so how do you feel about that like are you for it or are you against it like what's your what's your stance on it see i think that i think that there's good and bad ways to do it but i don't like for for me, like Wikilinks is it's it's great and it's it's great it's good and it's bad because I think that just like any other like we talked about these political um, affiliated or political swinging um, websites or news outlets like Politico you know Buzzfeed CNN whatever your whatever your poison is this is kind of the same but with nations though you know because who's giving them this information and how they sent it and and how they diffuse it is totally up to them you know so that's the scarier part for me. Is that you know this, and I know like the 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 argument like if you release all this, it, it can put people in in danger and in jeopardy. I get that argument, but I also get that people should know you know what we're what we're um, what's happening you know sometimes. So I can see I can see both sides of this honestly, but the bigger question for me is like, they, are they leaking it for an agenda? Like like case in point, the whole Clinton email hat or email scandal nothing was ever you know found that really like set it off but they released those documents in a such a manner that it put it in people's heads 
you know, two weeks leading up to the election. That's when they did it systematically. They could have done it two ways. They could have done a big dump at once or they could have released it slowly over time so people, it stays fresh in their minds. And that's what they did in order to swing the election, which is which to me discredits them from being kind of, um, I want to say partisan, you know? They, they, have, they have an agenda. They have a side, just like everyone else, you know? So this is it's, it's dangerous in that case to me. So... I don't, I, I, I don't know. Like for mm-hmm. me, the releasing of the information, I am, I don't, crap. I don't know like if I'm okay with mm-hmm. it or, or how I feel about it. Cause like sometimes I'm, I think like, well, is this just a disgruntled employee mm-hmm. who happened to know this information? So they want to put it out. So this, you know, you can put the. American people are those who are at least paying attention. You know, like you can put them into a panic, or are they releasing this information because like they truly feel like it's something we need to know, or because something mm-hmm. down the pipeline is coming to where it's like, okay, you need to know this. Like, not so much that the CIA is hacking or it has the ability to hack mm-hmm. into our personal. Uh, electronics but that maybe personal attacks are going to come down the line where different governments just to kind of shake up the u.s like different governments can come in and you know like attack maybe a hundred thousand people and just like wipe out their bank accounts or whatever you know like put them into like this complete just disastrous situation Mm -hmm. um so uh, yeah i'm like yeah i don't know what the purpose is but i also I don't know that I have an issue with the CIA spying on on Americans. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, I think it's illegal, but at the same time, I'm like, well, what if... Is there spying a matter of national security mm-hmm. or not? Like, that's where I'm at. Like, if you feel like you need to hack into our stuff to make sure we're not planning something, and not just necessarily, you know, like, um, violent mm-hmm. extremists or... Um, Muslim extremists or whatever, but, you know, just like your everyday Americans mm-hmm. who, uh, you know, do violent acts against each other. Like, if if they're doing it to find a way to decrease the chances of something catastrophic happening to Americans, I'm okay with that because I can take the good with mm-hmm. the bad. And also, I'm like, well, if you don't have anything to hide, then why should you yeah. care? Well, this... But at the same time, I'm like, oh, but privacy... Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm like all over so, the place. So that actually made me, uh, when I was listening to it, it made me think about that because for the longest time, I kind of had that sentiment like, I don't have anything to hide, so I don't give a shit. But then, you know, why do you have one of the articles talk about, like, you know, that, that's, a great, that's a great argument. And then it made me think because it was like, why do you have curtains on your house? You know, you want a symbiont of privacy. You know, you want, you want to think that, you're, that you can be private. And that's why, you, that's why we do it. We don't want people in our personal lives. So we put curtains on our walls or we put doors up in our houses, you know? So I can I, I used to think that this is kind of same as that like oh yeah I don't have anything to hide so why bother but but it's when you start it's when you start giving up things willingly that they people can start taking things easily you know so I think it's just like um, once you give it you can't get it up you know once you give a little bit you're not gonna get that back so yeah yeah and that's that's a good point and here I thought people just put up doors to keep out vermin no oh man vermin vermin <laughs> no my dogs are expert small animal kill they're they're a team they're a team are do your dogs do that one of my dogs is a shiba inu so he's bred like i think shiba means bush like literally bush 
in, in, in Japanese or something like that. And I think Emu's dog or some shit. But basically, he likes to go in bush piles and, like, chase out rats. And my other dog's like, oh, cool, let's fuck some shit. Like, squirrels especially, they will fucking own a squirrel's face. Like, they, they're, they're some ruthless <laughs> killers. They're cute as fuck, but they're, li- like, one of them's literally bred to just ferret out small game and rodents. So leave my door open. They'll have a fucking ball. They'll throw up on my floor again, you asshole. Uh, um, poor doggies. Mm-hmm. But, um, shit. No, my dogs don't kill anything. They They're pacifists the just like you? <laughs> hey. Oh, that was <laughs> so good. Cool. But, uh, so, so before we, before we, uh, before we get, get off of the Wikilinks, I thought that one of the interesting, um, one of the, one of the more interesting ones was, of, of course, that kind of what, WhatsApp and kind of the, the back door behind just getting into your OS, but also kind of how you can, even turning off your device, they actually develop kind of, um, the software that makes it so you know it looks like your lights off of your phone or on your smart tv your samsung whatever that can turn the light off but actually it's still in a powered mode where it's recording what you're saying and i think last year or two years ago samsung released a statement you know that was saying hey don't get too close to your tv when you're talking about you know private matters which is crazy you're in your house but you can't (laughs) say anything privately where's privacy at these days out the window out my curtain that i have closed because I want some privacy. It's out of the window. Well, I think your curtains are for privacy. Your window is to keep you safe from the elements. No, I love the elements. I love them. It's raining right now. So maybe not right now. but I can't remember where I heard it. But um, I know that there are some courts that are trying to subpoena audio from an Amazon dot or Echo. I don't know Mm -hmm. which one because uh, someone was murdered and Mm. they were like, well, they had this device in their house. So they want to subpoena the audio from Mm. it to see if they can get some information as to why it happened. I think they may know who did it. I can't remember if they want, I think they know who, who did it, but they want to know like the motives behind it or if there were some warning signs or something. I don't, I don't really remember, but I was just like, whoa. I was like, that is so crazy. And it kind of makes me want to get one now because yeah. like it, yeah, I yeah. live alone. So like, it might be good. Like if someone breaks into my house and, and I could just say echo, call 911 yeah. real quick or something or echo. Oh, are you going to rate me? Well, let's hold on. He's kind of cute. Call 911 in about 30 minutes. <laughs> Boom. Oh, you really shouldn't diminish the um, severity of rape, but okay. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so, okay, while we're talking, well, not really talking about rape, but while you brought it up, um, one quick thing that I just want to touch on really quick, and I would love to get your opinion on it, and it's because it's, it's kind of a big deal in Texas, um, student-teacher relationships. So uh... I know specifically in Austin, there's this case where this teacher, she had two uh, sexual relationships with uh, two 17-year-olds. Wait, wait, wait. The kids were 17? That's not rape. In, in Texas, legal age is 17. So, boom. She's sure. off, right? Uh, no, she has... Um, she doesn't have to register as a sex offender, but she's on probation for 10 years, I believe. And obviously, she can't ever work in a school again. But, so, you, that was kind of my thinking. So I was like, well, they're 17. Like, who cares? Like, why is this news? But they were talking about the, you know, like the mentor-mentee, the, uh, uh-huh. you know, that trusted relationship that 
a teacher is supposed to have and then for them to use that relationship for some kind of sexual gratification her her last name's way <laughs> yo she, i'm sorry she's hot she could she if i was in high school she could take advantage of me anytime she's a hottie i want all these hot teachers having sex with these little kids for like get yourself a man girl like this girl is attractive and there was like another one not too long ago that was in texas or something in houston i think and it was it's like man she's kind of cute she can get a dude you know but why is she doing it with these little kids yeah so um i believe texas is introducing a new legislature um, about that so that there can be i guess like extra protections for the students and then like extra maybe like extra punishments for the offender yeah I mean, I can if I was in high school or middle school, I'd be all about that life. But I really never had attractive teachers like that. So maybe if it was an ugly teacher, I wouldn't be cool with that. You know, I was thinking about that. I was like, I don't remember any of my teachers in high school or middle school like being young or being mm-hmm. attractive. Like they all seem like old and moody. So I was like, is this like a new thing where like teachers are maybe just younger these days? And yeah, basically. I guess, right? But also, like, why are these kids talking? Like, if you have a good thing, don't fuck it up, bro. Like, that's why these teachers get caught, you know? Like, or these people, I mean, like, yeah. well, and- the kids start talking shit and bragging, <laughs> and then you're fucked, bro. You were just, you were tapping that, and now you're fucked. Yeah, well, in this specific case, she was having a sexual relationship with one student, and then she started having a relationship with another student, and so he got upset, and he mm-hmm. told on her. Yeah, man, what a little pussy telling her like that. God, I really don't want to say this because like, I feel like it's going to make me sound like a horrible person again. But We're past that point, I think. I know, you, but like, both I, sounding like horrible people. <laughs> I know, but like sometimes like I, I have seen like younger guys who maybe like 18, 19, that look really good. But like, I don't, I would never talk to them because like for me, like the mental maturity is mm-hmm. more important than like how they look physically. Yeah, but I'm just like I can see how you know a young attractive teacher can get wrapped into that whole thing. I'm not saying it's okay, but I mm-hmm. can see you know like you see them maybe every day. You 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 share a laugh or you two. flirt a little bit. You, you touch flirt an arm. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, like and I feel like in my everyday life, like I flirt a little bit with people just to get what I want. So like I can see. <laughs> that happening where you just you know one day you just take it too far and then you you're next thing you know you're having sex with one of your students and you can't stop because maybe it makes you feel good or whatever i'm not saying that it's okay but at the same time i'm just like i could this is why i would never be a high school teacher like people have asked me to if i would or if i would so i'm like nope i'm not going to jail because if i see some senior and he looks good like i probably can't control my hormones and i know they can't control their hormones mm-hmm. so like i i personally wouldn't put myself in that situation <laughs> because the dick makes me weak a lot of times yeah yeah you probably <laughs> shouldn't be a teacher even like college or like you know maybe not even college because you can still get in trouble for that which is yeah. what she did right she didn't get anything like jail time, but she's like she pleaded guilty to having uh, improper relations with a student. So it's not right. like as severe as you know it being illegal necessarily for age, but 
more because she was a teacher, I guess. I don't know what the yeah, yeah. It was yeah, basically. So it's just okay. like an improper relationship, and it's just it's not a good look. But it also just seems like it's been happening a lot over the last two years. So I don't know. Oh, state law prohibits teachers from having sex with students. Now, does that extend past high school? So if I'm a if I'm a college teacher, you know, can I get down with the student or like, like? See, you know? I feel like if your student is a college student and they're eighteen, they're an adult. So uh-huh. I don't. Oh yeah. I don't think there's a law that prohibits that unless you know, like, they're incapacitated in some form. But mm-hmm. if they're a willing participant and they're eighteen, right on the desk. It's not. It's not proper. It's you know. It's, probably not okay and you could probably lose your job you know what maybe each university has um some rule against yeah i'm sure that's yeah i'm sure that's what it is it's subject to kind of the university uh yeah Mm -hmm. for doing that but i think you can take it to some extremes like for that one i could understand it because they were like they were 18 but the, the the one where um I think it's Alexandria Vera, the one here in Houston. She was 24, and she had a she had sex with a 13 year old student. Like, no they're like that's that's pretty fucking disgusting, you know. Yeah. But she was an ugly chick. Like her mugshot, she she had her glow up, you know. She had her hair <laughs> did a little bit. Looks like she just had sex, but very lightly with a 13 year old boy because it's not, you know, she's fucking a man. It's gonna be all fucked up, right? But she, you know, she had her hair did and shit. Wearing a Golden State shirt. She was a little cutie, you know, which is crazy. But they had sex, like, every, like, I think it was, like, daily, I think, that they were saying in there. Man, that dick game must be strong. I just, I could not. That dick. I don't know. Yeah, that dick game. I just, me personally, nope. Just the thought of, like, a 13-year-old, nope. 16, 17-year-old. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm like, okay, you know, maybe. You're basically oh. grown. Maybe, maybe. No, I still... <laughs> you're I, almost grown. You're almost grown. Yeah, but 13, like, no way. I just... Yeah, And again, for yeah. me, it's like, it's an emotional maturity thing that makes me really attractive to guys. Like, Wait, you can have, like, I'm the a, body of a guy, but if your emotional maturity is at the level of, like, a 13-year-old... I'm gonna call like, you... Bo- <laughs> what? I'm gonna call Booster right now. You never fucked a dumb guy? All right, then. All right, hey, I'm sure you fucked a few. We all fuck some dumb people sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it happens. Fire. It happens. You got to fuck a few frogs. It was also probably like to in get some your drunken moment of my life. Yeah, I got you. It was not in a, it was in a state of inebriation. It wasn't, you know, you weren't clear, there we go, there clear-minded we go. or anything. <laughs> all right, all right. Like, you're so dumb, but you're hot. So, you know, I'll take one for the team. I'm hot. You're hot and I'm drunk. So let's, let's do it. <laughs> So, if you're a female teacher out there, do not let these 16, 17, or 13-year-old guys get in your head. Girl, be strong. Go find your romance. Uh, you know what? I'm surprised you don't hear as much of the... Like, I think I just saw a male one not too long ago here in Houston. I'll have to look that up. But basically, I, I'm... Like, there's not... Proportionally, it seems like there's more females that are the, the uh, offender than males which is weird because these chicks they're wearing nothing these days like there's kids like they i'm like what the like why would your parents even let you out the house like that like they're these kids are trying to grow up too quick male and female but you know 
I guess, well, I guess it's based on proportion because proportion is probably more female teachers than male teachers, you know, true, out there, true. right? So I guess it's just based on, maybe it could be based on that, but. And it could also be the perception that if you're a guy and you're sleeping with, you know, someone who is underage, like you automatically get registered as a sex offender, whereas females it doesn't seem like it happens as often. It seems like the sentencing is a little bit lighter. That's bullshit. It should be 50-50. It should be even. But I guess male and female inequality. See, male and female inequality is real. It goes both <laughs> ways. It goes both uh, <laughs> ways. Um, one of the things that I have thought about that I don't know if people agree with, but I feel like students should be held accountable to some extent, too. And I say this meaning what I re- well I remember when I was in high school and mm-hmm. I was a little fast and I was a little flirty hey! you know like like you were on the track team <laughs> not that kind of fast like fast like you're running fast okay. not that kind of fast the kind of fast yet that I your mom you. tells you not to be but um hey! <laughs> the, the bring them but. And I remember, like, we would go to parties and, like, guys who were, like, in college, like, you know, we would try to talk to them and we would be flirty and we would try to get with them just because, like, it was not necessarily, like, a rite of passage, but almost, like, an award, Mm -hmm. like, if you could get the guy. So sometimes, like, I'm thinking, like, Mm -hmm. what are these kids' mindset? Is it, like, oh, you know, let me try to see if I can get them or... Were were Do they yeah. in fact manipulated to think that it was okay to sleep mm-hmm. with the teacher? I don't know because like there was one case, and this was also in Texas, where a guy was fired. He was, I think, he was their gymnastics instructor, and the thirteen year, oh, and I think shit. the girl was like thirteen, but she was sending him inappropriate photos. And he got jail time, and I think he had to register as a sex offender. And, like, nothing happened to her. And, you know, I'm like, I'm sure you know you're not supposed to send nudie pics. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I I don't know where to go with that. I just feel like... I feel like kids are smarter than we give them credit for, and kids are more manipulative. More manipulative. I can't say that word. Oh yeah. Manipulative. <laughs> um, than we give them credit for, because a lot of times, you know, when you hear about the teacher, it's like, oh, the student was so innocent. But I just think about me, and I'm like, I wasn't that innocent, and you know, if I happen to have had an attractive male teacher. I probably would have tried to get with him. And if he got caught, I would have played the innocent card, too. Like, I would have just played it up like, oh, he told me to do this. I don't know. I, maybe that's why I don't have kids, just because, like, I know how I was as a kid. And I don't want to have to deal with that. I don't know. Yeah, we don't. They, your parents say your, your kids are always going to be working. Yeah. You work. No, fuck. <laughs> like, I don't have time for this. Mm-mm. I don't know. I don't know, mm-hmm. like, if they'll ever, like, look into that idea or not. Or, like, maybe that's something that should be taught. You know, like, if a teacher approaches you and, you know, they're saying things that are improper for a teacher, then try not to engage with them. Because if you do and, you know, like, 
if you know that you shouldn't do this because we're telling you you shouldn't do this and you do it anyway, then there are going to be repercussions for you too. Obviously, like, you don't have to go to jail or anything, but, you know, like, detention. I don't fucking know. <laughs> we kids get- I got it. You get one of those CIA hacking tools. You install it in your kid's phone. It's always listening Ooh, to them. yeah. So you know exactly what the fuck they're doing all the time. Boom. Man, my kid would be low jacked to the core. Oh, man, I would have, I would know where that motherfucker is at, like, all times. I would do that, like, find, find my iPhone. Oh, you're at school still? Cool, you know? Like, without him even knowing, or her. It's, oh, you're, where are you? Oh, you're over there? Okay, I'll go over there right now. I you think know? I would do that, too, as a parent. Oh, yeah. I'd be the worst dad. Oh, I'd be so overprotective. Yeah. You gotta be. Yeah, I thought about that, or, like, if I have kids, like, getting them chipped somewhere, so that way, like, I can mm-hmm. always have a oh, ring yeah. on them. That's humane, I think, yeah. And I think... You can go to a vet. I think they do it over there. <laughs> be like, I know this probably isn't like, quite <laughs> legal, but can you put a chip in my son, because... I just need to make sure that I can track him at all times. Because <laughs> he's a fucking dumbass. <laughs> okay, but anyways, so this discussion was in no way meant to excuse teachers' behavior. Because if you're an adult, like, you should know better. No. Like, you should know better 100%. You should. And it's not okay at all. Mm-hmm. But I also think that there are other layers to some of these that we need to look at. Like an onion. My spirit food. <laughs> okay, so uh, speaking of women, in the what, what did you say before? Ooh. Like the disproportion of treatment of women and men. Uh, in terms of what, in general? Yeah, that's that's a topic in and of itself. <laughs> like it comes and go. Like you know what? I never. Well, for me, it's a little different. But women just get things that men don't and men get things that women don't it's never going to be the same it's never 50 50 but but i felt that national or uh, day without a woman women's day you know national international women's day i thought that was the perfect time again for females (laughs) to kind of come together to more or less state their claim to assert their power to not go to work to to you know you don't buy anything from a major retail store unless you really have to that was a perfect opportunity you know who i saw at work a bunch of chicks but they were like but we're wearing red and i was like no <laughs> you're, st- you're still being very like you're still being very active and you know when you're not supposed to be but i think that this was like definitely uh it was a good idea but like it's not feasible i think because of the women that i knew that i talked to like all of them, every single one of them went to including work. Including me. You know, but they're <laughs> including you. Everyone went to work, and it's because sometimes you you agree with the movement, you agree with the message, but you just can't carry out what it is. But had you done that, it would have went a long way in proving you know that you should be treated the same. That you you know it's this you know you have a, a big impact. You know, wearing red is kind of like a cop-out, and going to work is kind of like a cop-out, you know, to to that. But, I mean, I understand how it goes. You know, offices would get shut down, you know. Like, you know, well, hospital you know, like, will fucking I mean, stop that running. Was the whole but point that's what the, the it was about, yeah, disrupting. That's the whole point of it. But at the same time, I feel like people like me, like, I just can't just not show up to work. Like, that's not how my You could have. That's the point. <laughs> that's the point, though. <laughs> no. To show your power. 
to show I'm yeah, and then and they would the show their power in firing my ass. So I'm just like, what do I care about more? And, my and you could have probably sued their ass off. I don't know. Like, oh, you, I, I don't know. I just thought it was a perfect opportunity, but you know, again, women, women and, don't stick together. And it, it was maybe it was a good opportunity, but I don't think they quite accomplished what they wanted to accomplish mm. just because of what you said. I know every woman I know also went to work, mm-hmm. but we're just like we have bills to pay. Like, yeah, we want equal treatment, but we also got to make this paper because. But like, movements uh, don't pay the bills. Yeah, so I understand that. But, but the way to to progress and America ain't gonna give you shit. You gotta take what you want. If you want to be treated, you gotta take. You gotta show your power. You gotta. They're not gonna give you stuff. You know, that's that's. America was built on just taking what you want. You England, fuck you. I'm going to you know bye. And then they took off and you know never looked back since. Well, like I told you um, in that text message when you were like, you're at work? I'm like, yeah, but I'm showing my power by kicking ass. And like no. every day I go to work, I not only do the work that I'm supposed to do, but I go above and beyond just to show that I am a value member of the team. You know, like I, I'm showing that I have value. And like if I wasn't here, then you're not going to get the quality that you would have gotten out of me, you know? So I feel like by me showing up and by me being a badass and by me, like, coming up with good ideas and initiating them um, and seeing those ideas, like, progress into something positive that my leadership is like, oh, wow, that was good. Like, we would have never done that if you weren't here. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I am I am making a difference. But I also, I also work for the government, so I don't have... The luxury, I guess so much of a problem of like the pay disparity because like they have to pay us all the same by law according to our grade so it's like i it's like i understand your plight but it's not my problem right now but if it was like i would be maybe like more involved but also like i feel like i'm just like a casual observer and to that point a lot of me being a casual observer is me also being you know a black woman i'm like well how does this impact me you know or or how does this help me like a lot of times i just see like a bunch of white people doing stuff i'm like well okay i can see how it benefits you but i have an additional struggle that i have to deal with so i don't have time for this little social experiment that you've got going on because as a black female i have to work three times harder than a white Mm -hmm. male and a white female Mm -hmm. so it's just like i I would love to participate, but I don't see me gaining as much out of it as, you know, just, you know, your basic Becky or something. Yeah. I think that just it's another opportunity that could have happened that didn't, you know, like I think the the one that kind of said it, like said it for me that made me look at it, you know, because I, 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 um, I understand that divide. I understand I had the glass ceiling. I, I understand that I don't understand also because I'm a male. But at the same time, I think for women to like to surpass things they're gonna have to come together more or less at some point you know and 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 kind of perpetuate that not agenda but that that vision you know and i thought the perfect opportunity was voting for hillary clinton because generally you know women tend women and men kind of tend to go along party lines and that's how this election went like you know it's just like every historical election they voted for party lines but i really thought that because like the the whole misogynistic trump 
like narrative was so was was easily there. I mean, he was talking about touching women's pussy, like being like aggressive towards women, you know, fucking with that that anchor and like what from CNN or something with Megyn Kelly, I think. Was he's talking shit mm-hmm. to her, like being very like uh, abrasive and cavalier and just you know dismissive of women in general for his whole election. And then I thought that that was kind of going to be a polarizing thing, and that why women would like come you know, in droves for Hillary, and that just didn't happen, you know? And that's what one of the things that needed to happen for her to win. And, and I think that her being elected would have, you know, you can say what you want about, like, maybe her personal characters or whatever, saying one thing and doing another, which is all Trump has done since he's been elected to fucking office, you know, saying one thing and doing another. But, well, I guess even more or less he has um, with certain issues. But, because uh, he kind of knew what you were going to get for the most part. But um, that was a perfect <laughs> time for, like, her to, like, break the highest ceiling there is, you know, being elected to run the nation. And then from there, she could have more passed the female agenda or the female progressiveness that other, I guess, minorities and groups and uh, figures that feel discriminated against got have, have been pushed, you know, recently, you know, in the past eight years for sure, um, you know, more progressive style. And that was going to be like the woman's, like, thing that I thought and then it just never happened because women's fucking shit on Hillary Clinton so y'all didn't stick together then y'all didn't stick together for National <laughs> Women's Day y'all need to call sticking together so y'all can go and make as much as me no I'm just kidding don't I don't want y'all to make as much as me 30% less is and that's a big that's a big gap though 30% less for doing the same job oof don't go into the civilian world girl you're gonna be real mad you know? <laughs> well I think my personality mm-hmm. is you know I want to get paid for equal work. So I'm going to go and fucking ask for it. I'm not just going to take what you offer. You know why you shouldn't get it? Because you get free drinks and it all comes out in the wash. You know, like you <laughs> get, equals you out. go out and guys buy you drinks. Like that's where my extra 30% goes for buying you drinks. <laughs> so it's all the same. It all comes out in the wash. There are certain things socially that you get that I don't get, you know? And so that pay is just another thing that I get that you don't get. Like, it's a give and take, girl. It's never going to be 50-50, but it all comes out in the wash. Do you you think that people way, way, way above our pay grades, like, thought about that? Like, hmm, what should we do? Like, well, we should pay women less because they get free shit all the time anyways. (laughs) No, I think it's just... They don't need as much money. (laughs) It's just in there. Yeah, it's just the way it was... So it's the way it was in the beginning. You know, women had to fight for all that stuff. Even the right to work, they had to fight for that in some cases. You know, they have to fight for everything to get what they want. So it's just one of the things that comes later, you know. You don't break a, you don't break a glass ceiling in a day. You chip at it for fucking three decades. And then you finally get somewhere <laughs> closer. And then you're finally a little bit closer. Yes, I have rights. Yes, I can work. Yes, I can vote. Like you just slowly and slowly get. You don't just get it out of the gate. So but, uh, we should probably see equal pay in about 10, 15 oh, years. Oh, it it I, they did like a study. Uh, it was like in twenty twenty something. No, no, I'm sorry, twenty two, twenty. It was like if you if it keeps on going at the rate, I'll find it and I'll let you know. But it's something like astronomically long. Like two hundred years of some crazy shit like that. Oh shit! That it would even out. Yeah, that it, that it would finally even out if it goes like at the current pace that it's going now. Wow. Now, I'm gonna have to find where I where I read that from and I'll send it to you. But it's actually a pretty good read. Maybe we could put it in some show notes. Yeah. Basically, if women are fucked. Well, to your point you of if, women sticking together, if 
all the women in America would have, you know, stood together in solidarity and not shown up. Um, 84% of teachers across, you know, preschool, kindergarten, whatever, uh, 84% are female. So, mm. oh, that, wow. Yeah. Um, if you needed to go to the bank for any reason, 85% are female bank tellers. Of uh, See, if you, are... So if you had a dentist appointment, 78% of dental hygienists and dental assistants are female. If you need to do your taxes, 63% of tax pre- preparers are women. And 78% of physicians, surgeons, and registered nurses are female. That's, we have that wouldn't... Okay. They, they group those all together, but I feel that they shouldn't have been grouped together because it dissuades kind of what the figures are because nurses should be as separate than physicians in those. Like, those are just two distinctions there. I mean, I think that they put that in there to show that. If you look at the percentage of doctors, I wonder if it'd be more male than female. Yeah, I think there are more actual physicians and surgeons that are male than female, but you're not just going to go straight to a physician. You're not just going to go straight to a surgeon. You have to go through your but, nurses or your physician assistants to get to that next level. I think that's why they grouped them all together because you can't really have one without the other. But those are two different levels of job. Like if you're if you're saying the, the bank teller, there's what, 80 whatever percent of theirs. But yeah, but the corporate backing of the bank, what's that makeup look like? You know, male to female ratio. They're giving those positions specifically because of course of course they are female led like yeah so but what it's saying is if you need to cash your paycheck 85 percent of bank tellers are female so if you needed to go into the bank to do something you could not do it that corporate level banker isn't gonna come down and do that shit i don't think yeah but (laughs) no not at all not at all oh so it's just telling you if you if you need this hypothetical very very um pointed very dissuaded view of a day like oh i have to do this and then i have to go cash a check that who the fuck goes into a bank anymore you know and then i have to go get my teeth cleaned and then i have to go like yeah if that was my day if that's literally what i do that day then i would agree with you but you're making well not necessarily industries in there that are you know what i'm saying well i mean no it's a whole it's a whole list it's a whole list of all these different things Mm. it's just saying you know if you had to do one of these things, which dropping off kids, people do five days out of the week. 84% mm-hmm. of your teachers are female. So, like, if they didn't show up, like, that would put you in a serious bind. So, if the women would have stood together in solidarity and just have not shown up, like, mm-hmm. you can imagine, like, how screwed people would be. Oh, that was And I don't even okay. think it's necessarily, it. like, a small percentage of people because every day you have a dentist... You know, somebody has a dentist appointment. Every day someone has to go see a physician. Every day someone has to do something. And so it's Okay, I missed that that was the point of the day. Yeah, okay, we'll see it. <laughs> so it would have been very effective having a day without a woman. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. that would never be the case. Because y'all won't stick together and stick to some <laughs> shit. Just like when I ask you what you want to eat. I don't know. What do you want to eat? I want sushi. I don't want sushi. Well, tell me what you goddamn want to eat. Can't make up my mind, Then you can't decide. Then you can't uh, decide not to go to work. That's fucked up. <laughs> we should just do this again a different day they may keep trying so we, it may happen i think they will one day i'm gonna not go to work on that day 
And my boss gonna ask me why. I was like, solidarity. I I'm, I stand in line. I should have done that. Damn it! I should have done that. Why did you come work, Roger? Well, I I'm in in favor of women improvement and empowerment. So I'm sorry. Sorry that I'm I'm so in line with women. You say you're like a male feminist. I'm I'm a male. Fe- I'm more of a feminist than some than some females. I want to say than fifty percent of the females I know. I'm You're probably totally... more of a feminist than I am. Oh, I know that's true. Yeah, I'm. I'm I've been wanting to ask you what you're having as females anyway. You're like so hating, like fuck them. But I mean, in in 2020, when uh, Michelle or Oprah runs, or a Michelle Oprah ticket, boom, that door is gonna swing. Men need to enjoy it while they can because when Oprah or Michelle Obama get in office, oh man, they're fucking it all up, man. They're, they're switching that whole status quo. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> We are now going to talk about Rex Tillerson and his dealings with the Turkish government. The uh, one that I sent you, the um, where he has ties to, to like Turkey, when he was uh, actually when when he was in the campaign, uh-huh. or when he you know when they were running the campaign and after, he he still was getting like I think it was like six hundred or yeah six hundred thousand dollars to uh, to be a foreign agent and what it, foreign agent. It doesn't mean like a secret agent. It just means like someone acting in in um, observance of or in lieu of or in, like representing basically, you know, uh, a really prominent Turkish businessman who yeah. had ties to the Turkish government. Like that's literally who was our national sec- national security advisor. Fuck, man. Like the, the conflict of interest is so serious with this, with like pretty much every decision he's ever made. You know, like it's just why? Why? <laughs> yeah, I I think it's crazy that he lobbied for the Turkish government, and I read a little mm-hmm. bit of the what was it his op-ed that he did where he was basically mm-hmm. kind of oh did you how was op- it how I read it I was just like this is not someone that I would feel comfortable with being in charge of a national security because I think his priorities are with his mm-hmm. self-interest, you know, not necessarily mm-hmm. what's best for America, but what's best for his bottom line. And so um, that kind of prompted me to, like, look into, like, our relationship with Turkey and how is one of our, one of our, like, valued allies, especially in that part of the world, like, they're basically, like, the buffer between, like, us in the Middle East and like all of our operations, especially since they opened up their military bases to the U.S. So I was just like, what kind of complicated BS would we be in with this guy and him being, you know, a pro-Turkish government and the U.S. having, I I don't know that we necessarily have like any legitimate issues with them other than, you know, us not um, sending that guy over that they blame for the coup, mm-hmm. but to me that to me that seems like one of those relationships that could deteriorate fairly easily, and then like he's like he would be like caught in the middle, and like you know what decisions would he make to make sure that he appeases or at least somewhat appeases both Turkey and both the u.s so i think it was a good call for him to step down but i also think it's very 
fucked up that mm-hmm. this was someone that the Trump administration entrusted with this huge responsibility of our national security yeah. and he was literally sitting in intelligence briefings when Donald Trump was the candidate and then elected to office and he was still getting you know half a million dollars from to, to lobby right. on behalf of the Turkish government but like this this uh this whole turkey thing he only he so he never he never actually registered as a foreign agent he was pressured by the department of defense oh sorry department of uh, the justice department recently to come out as a foreign agent so he wouldn't have even said anything and we wouldn't have even known this if if, if they didn't pressure him to do it in the first place like that's just uh moral character shady? you know it's just yeah, like not shady. there yo dude <laughs> Like what? Like this, and this person was in charge of our national security. It's just it's, it boggles the mind, you know. It doesn't make me feel good. And I mean, already like I mean, I don't want to bring it back to you know Trump or whatever, but I, I already like decisions that he's been made, and he's been in what the office what three months or some shit. This is insane that we're ta- that we have this much to talk about. But at the same time, I was actually having this conversation before. Like the 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 breadth of the news that we get like this, like like that we get every week, every day, you know. Every time I look at my phone, it's saying, the news says, well, Trump did some crazy shit again. But, like, at first, it was more shocking, and then it started getting less and less shocking. But then I find it, I kind of got numb to it. And then I thought about it, and I was like, once we get numb to it, that's when, and we start, we stop fact-checking, and we stop bringing up these issues. That's when we start getting complacent with the fake news, with the lies, with the issues, with the scandals, with the bad decisions. And once you're complacent with it, that's when it kills you. So I think that even though it sucks to always have to talk about Trump, it's needed too because, you know, that shock value isn't going to be there, but you still have to care about this shit, you know? Yeah, and I think the more that um, at least outlets like this and, you know, other podcasters who talk about the news, mm. like the more that they, you know, um, mm-hmm. dissect the news and give it to the people just so that it's out there so that they know what's going mm-hmm. on, the better off those who pay attention <laughs> will be. Yeah. The rest of you fuckers, yeah. you're on your own. But don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I Sorry. think that, yeah, I think that's what, I think that's why it's important for people to like, you mean not just us, like, cause when I hear something or I read something, I don't take that as the authoritative figure in that. I take it as, oh, that was interesting. Let me go look at it and form my own interpretation, my own ideas. I'm not trying to push any kind of leftist, right, center agenda on anyone. I just want to give the news in with a creative spin or a different type to kind of get people and maybe you're similar, to think about things on their own, to go research it, to go look into their own, and go define or develop their own ideas, you know? Yeah, and I'm a huge champion of the idea of developing your own ideas, like, um, yeah, uh, thinking critically. Like, I feel like there are not enough people who think critically. They just take what's given to them and they say, okay. Um, Personally, I, I am always like, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Let me look into this more. Let me see. You're very, yeah, you're very means. argumentative. <laughs> I am. And it's not just because I think that I'm right. It's because I'm trying to have another, I, maybe, but it's because I'm trying to put out another train of thought. And sometimes when you do that, the other person, if they are truly like listening, then they can say, oh, I didn't think about this. And then say, oh, but what about mm-hmm. this? You know, like, it's just, it just, it, 
I don't know the word that I'm looking for, but it it allows it to expand between just this and that or left and right. Because I, I always try to look at things from every possible angle that I can to come up with my opinion. And then sometimes I just look at things as how it best serves my interest. <laughs> yeah, I always encourage critical thinking and I always encourage people to get their news sources from at least three different places. So, oh, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. like, if you want, get your left side, your leftist, get your rightist, get your center. And then, you know, compare the facts and see what you get. Yeah. What I do is I like to listen to NPR on the news, right? And if you're in Houston, NPR is 88.7. They're really good, have really good uh, news during the day and have really good programming on the weekends. But also I like to, like, read, like, really, like, I think leftist facing, like Vox or something like that. But then I wanna, then I go to Drudge Report and say, okay, give me all the shit, or or like Fox News, like, oh, give me all the crap that I need to hear over here. And then you put it all <laughs> together and just form your own goddamn ideas. Because every publication, every podcast, they're gonna spin it, you know, they're gonna push it the way that they want to. And it's all perceptions, and it's all positions, you know, and just form your own. That's the big thing. Just listen to it, hear it, absorb it, form your own. I completely agree, you know? so I don't have anything to add. And with that, we are going to close out this episode of Roger Episode Down. 11. Episode 11. Man, this is, I've seen podcasts go for less, you know? <laughs> like episodes, so that's, that's, I think that's good. <laughs> like they that's only made episodes. it like 10. <laughs> yeah, they like sometimes I'll look up 10. and then yeah, there'll be like four episodes. Like what the fuck? And they're like <laughs> one, one a month. Like, what the? You did not give a shit, did you? Well, that would do it for this episode of Roger That. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe for more episodes like this. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, anywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Or you can always check out our shows on our website. That's rogerthatpodcast.com. Rogerthatpodcast.com. Don't forget, we're also social. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, both at Roger That Podcast. Our audio is also available on YouTube. Be sure to follow me, Gorgo, on Twitter at NotYour underscore Queen. Until next time, stay opinionated, my friends. Gorgo out. And Roger That.